You're listening to a core education podcast featuring Karen Mellowish Spencer and Mark Osborne discussing teacher practice inquiry. So we've been talking quite a bit around inquiry and why it should matter for teachers. Um, and so that might be a really good place to start. So, Mark, what would you say to a teacher who was wondering, you know, why should I bother inquiring into into my practice? What's the point? I'm sure you've had that experience where you're teaching the same thing to two different classes and having completely different experiences with those different classes. It's a good reminder that different kids, different classes, different people bring different things to what they're learning, their attitudes, their prior knowledge. And it's really important to remind ourselves that everybody's different. And one of the most powerful things that we can do is adjust our practice based on how quickly students are moving through whatever it is that they're learning, um, how confident they're feeling in it, and what those next challenges and next steps are. So it's about tailoring that that experience to each individual class and each individual student. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, um, you know, these days for, for a teacher to be really effective, the teacher is also a learner. And our learning grows from what is happening in front of us. Um, you know, in terms of what the students need and what their passions and strengths are. So it's being that responsive professional, um, you know, that, that really lies at the heart of it, doesn't it? Mm, mm. So if we were going to think about the, the, the how around it, you know, in terms of how a teacher might approach um, conducting their own inquiry, where, where might they start? Mm, a, a really useful starting point is data. So one of the great things about using data, getting some feedback, getting some evidence about where your students are at, is that it's a great opportunity for us to bounce our our own perceptions, our own theories, our own beliefs about about learning off that data. It's it's um, tells a story about where our students at, and it might help us to. Um, identify maybe some some preconceptions or some things that we hadn't taken into account. But just looking at data on its own is not enough. Um, often we talk about triangulating between the conversation with the students, so getting a sense of, of where they're at in their learning, but also just your observations around the class. So a really good starting point is to look at data and then match that up with what you're observing in the class. Absolutely. And knowing, and knowing what data to look for. I mean, often... Um, inquiries spring out of moments of um, concern or curiosity or puzzlement that um, a teacher might have about might be just one student or a group of students in the class in front of them and and that kind of dictates what your focus will be and and the kind of information that that you'll that you'll collect and the examples that I, I've seen um, thinking of a, of a teacher who was focusing particularly around um, uh, an inquiry around the literacy gains of a group of students who identified as Māori. And actually, not only was she looking at their literacy learning and gathering data around that, but that then flowed on into looking at her own values and beliefs around cultural responsiveness and, and why she taught in the way that she did. And so you get that not only noticing what's going on for your learners, but then noticing what's going on for yourself mm, as a professional mm. as well. That reminds me of an inquiry I worked with a teacher on. Um, there was around; it was actually around the student's achievement in essay writing, 
And so she was doing a lot of work there, and, and uh, the students weren't progressing as well as she wanted. And the the data encouraged her to, to think, well, what could the underlying causes be? I've taught essay writing, I've taught structures, and still the students are not making progress. And so that the assumption that she had was that the students knew the content really well, and they were struggling with the writing. So what she did was work right back to, to vocab. Did the kids know the terms and the definitions that she was using in class. So it was a really good opportunity for her to question her assumptions. Absolutely. So if we were going to, you know, if, if um, uh, an educator who was listening to this was going to take something away from this, this conversation, you know, what might be a, what might be a, call, to, a call to action that a, that a teacher could, could take away? I think it's a, it centres around the inquiring mindset. You know, you put it really well when, when you talked about being curious, looking at what what is this piece of evidence, what is this observation telling me about my class? So having that inquiring mindset, looking at data, but also the other really crucial thing I think is that there's a huge amount of evidence research that's actually really accessible for us. We don't have to become experts in the best methods of teaching. That work's been done. What we have to do is actually take what's known and just apply it to our classes. Absolutely. And, and you know, all, all teachers will be familiar with the the that inquiry cycle that you see in the uh, in the New Zealand curriculum and to take that you know it's a proven approach um, and apply it over um, you know something that you're interested or curious about in in your own class and then to to pull down on the kind of research that you talked about but I think you know maybe just to to finish off it's it's worth um, seeing inquiry and, and a disposition to be inquiring as really what makes for the modern professional teacher, someone who's continually adapting to the, the needs and strengths of, of the changing learners in front of them. You've been listening to a Core Education podcast featuring Karen Mellowish-Spencer and Mark Osborne discussing teacher practice inquiry.